everyone. Welcome to the December 7th ASF Weekly Science Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about sleep, repetitive behaviors, and the brain. As you know, sleep is a problem. Up to 80% of people with autism spectrum disorder have problems sleeping. These include getting to sleep, but also staying asleep. Earlier studies this year showed that melatonin can work for up to two years with no appreciable effects on puberty measures. But it does only help. It doesn't actually cure the problems with sleep, and it can lead to a little bit of a hangover. So what's going on in the brain? Certainly electrical signals are involved, and sleep spindles, which is electrical activity that affects both the thalamus and the hippocampus, also play a huge role. But this week, I'm going to focus on infants and toddlers, their sleep, their brain structure, and links to behavior at that age. Why? Because thanks to the Infant Brain Imaging Network, we can do that. All of these things are collected over time in the same person in kids with and without autism. Some have a family history of ASD and some do not. So this study is a gem that can answer a lot of questions that aren't about what's interesting, but also more that are directed at, okay, now what do I do with this information? Now, sleep is critical. Infants are supposed to sleep most of the time for normal brain development. As adults, think about what happens if you don't get enough sleep. It's not good. So if infants are supposed to sleep the majority of the time, and they don't, how does that affect brain development? And how is that related to ASD? And where are in the brain are there changes that may affect sleep? It's kind of a chicken or the egg question. Does autism cause the changes in brain development, including those in sleep-related regions? Or does lack of sleep exacerbate autism symptoms? It's both, by the way. But how do people with autism differ in terms of sleep? Is it all of sleep? Researchers at UC Davis analyzed the differences in answers to a standard sleep measure called the Children's Sleep Questionnaire. They did this across four different studies. So the challenges don't represent just one group. They represent a wide variety of kids with ASD. They found seven items were actually the best at identifying and describing sleep problems in kids with ASD. The particular questions of of importance were, one, asleep within 20 minutes after bed, two, sleeps the same amount each day, two, sleeps too little, Four, goes to bed the same time each night. Five, awakes more than once during the night. Six, restless and moved during sleep. And seven, seems tired during the day. Of course, seven could probably result from one through six. Kate McDuffie, an early career researcher with the Infant Brain Imaging Study, has really taken this topic under her wing, publishing two articles this year focusing on sleep in toddlers. She asked parents of infants with a family history of autism that went on to develop ASD, also those with a family history that did not receive an ASD diagnosis, and those with no family history and no autism spectrum disorder diagnosis, to tell her about their child's sleep. Kids with a family history and those who ended up being diagnosed with ASD had more sleep disturbances measured by longer time to get to sleep, and how often they could get back to sleep if they woke up, compared to both groups who never received an ASD diagnosis. Those, that included even ones 
with a family history of ASD. Now, this isn't surprising compared to those with no diagnosis, but it seems to be specifically associated with ASD, not just family history of ASD. And now it's been documented to emerge as early as six months. Now, that's new. And because this study was looking at brain structure at the same time, the researchers were able to look at brain structures and differences in brain structure formation over 6 to 24 months. They found that sleep onset difficulties in infancy were associated with an increased hippocampal volume. Now, this is an area of the brain associated with learning and memory. And this increased hippocampal volume means how big the hippocampus gets from 6 to 24 months. They measured this not just for those with ASD, but those who had a family history of ASD who didn't go on to receive a diagnosis. There was no relationship between sleep and hippocampal trajectory found in those without an ASD diagnosis. Now that includes those with a family history and those without a family history. So this is specific to ASD. Now the ones with the worst sleep were the ones that had the greatest increase in hippocampal volume, and that was just in those with an ASD diagnosis. They also had the worst social communication abilities. And importantly, this was specific to the hippocampus and no other brain structure they measured. This means the hippocampus should be studied with regards to future sleep interventions. I'm not saying slow down the growth of the hippocampus. As I mentioned, this is an area involved in memory formation and emotion, and it's critical to behavior and daily functioning. We don't need to mess with this in infancy. The finding that the hippocampus is critical to sleep is not new. This is kind of an area that's been tied to sleep deprivation. In fact, one theory about dreaming is that it's linked to the hippocampus and memories that you have, even if it's not obvious, and sleep actually strengthens the connections in the hippocampus. Now, I just mentioned bad sleep, for lack of a more technical term, is associated with poor social communication. So what about kids older than two years and what about other behaviors? Dr. McDuffie continued to explore sleep in a group of four-year-olds with ASD compared to those who don't have ASD. Another behavior that has a long-known interaction with sleep in people with ASD is restrictive and repetitive behavior. This includes actigraphy sleep measures, like those Fitbits to measure how often they're moving. We all use these Fitbits or iWatches or whatever to, to track our sleep. It also included parents' reports, and clinician-observed daytime repetitive behaviors. And these included things like ritualistic compulsiveness and insistence on sameness. They found that the trajectories of the insistence on sameness, the ritualistic behaviors, and the compulsive behaviors were significantly higher in kids who had sleep problems at age four. Now, this was found in both the ASD and developmentally disabled groups. Children with clinically significant sleep problems at age four showed higher levels of these insistence on sameness, ritualistic, and compulsive behaviors across early development than children without sleep problems. This wasn't specific to ASD. Again, I mentioned that this was the same for developmentally delayed groups as well. The relationship was not found for things like self-injury and stereotyped behaviors. So it's not all of restrictive and repetitive behaviors. It's specifically the need for sameness and ritualistic and compulsive behaviors that are associated to lack of sleep. 
This relationship was even there if they controlled for things like social affective autism spectrum disorder, symptoms, intellectual ability, and age. I wish I could say that the lack of sleep caused these behaviors, but that's not a conclusion that can be made. Other scientists have suggested that cumulative sleep debt, which means the amount of sleep you don't get at night, may contribute to the expression of repetitive behaviors. And in fact, this study was kind of like a one-time thing at four years. It wasn't like the IBIS study, which tracked behaviors from six to 24 months. They looked at sleep behaviors once in time, and then the expression of certain repetitive and restrictive behaviors. This relationship is likely bi-directional. Lack of sleep makes these issues worse, but some of the behaviors like ritualistic behaviors may actually make sleep worse as well. If you're noticing these things in your child, practice good high sleep hygiene, which should help develop a routine and create ritualistic behaviors around going to bed and falling asleep. I'm not saying this will be a cure-all because it won't, but it cannot hurt. And try melatonin. People have had good luck with CBD too. And more studies should look at the hippocampus over time too, especially those who've managed to get early sleep deficits under control later on in life. In older kids, like at age 12, lack of sleep is associated with cognitive problems across different disorders, including ASD and fetal alcohol syndrome. So this is not something that is insignificant or unconsequential. Sleep is important. I chose sleep because I hope you are all having a restful holiday season and are gearing up through the end of the year, which I guess began a couple weekends ago. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. 